this is episode six of the Eclectic Collection called The Wave Goodbye. When I was in college, a good friend of mine and I spent hours together primarily swapping homework. She's all about math and I'm all about words, so naturally I wrote her papers and she did my math. One of the most familiar settings was her basement. It had an old TV set in a gigantic wooden frame, a huge comfy couch, and it was super cold AC in the summer and was nice and toasty warm in the winter. Since we were both super nerds and took courses summer, winter, spring, and fall, we were there a lot. The basement had nooks everywhere, service area, a spare fridge, uh, lots of little cubbies, uh, just tons of random extra furniture. Since her mom to date is like the only person I know who loves furniture so much that she even had a table inside her coat closet. I never quite figured that one out. Um, her dad was a dentist and he had an office off to the side of the basement. That was there too. It was a huge basement. And despite all that space, it was really like segmented. It was kind of like a C, but chopped up, if that makes any sense. And it just always felt a bit creepy to me. It was dimly lit with beat old red carpet and the awesome couch that I loved so much was lime green, pretty hideous, and adjacent to the most used area was a really dark, dark corner that we just didn't go into. It gave off a scary vibe and I wanted no part of it. If she went upstairs to get a drink or a book, I hated being alone down there. To make matters worse, her dad, who had a crazy sense of humor, had a Charlie McCarthy doll. It should be noted that I hate dolls of all kinds. I am an equal opportunity doll hater. As much as I love horror movies and the whole genre and spooky things, I detest, loathe, despise, abhor anything to do with dolls. Chucky was not my jam, okay? Let's just say that. This thing was terrible because it was a ventriloquist doll, which had shifty eyes and the mouth that opened. And I always thought that it was going to come alive and just kill us or get me whenever my friend had gone and left me down there alone. It was terrifying. And if you looked a certain way or leaned a certain way on the couch, you could see it just enough around the corner in the already mega creepy spot sitting on a table. Of course, I'd look away only to try and concentrate on my writing or my Tetris game, whatever I was doing that night. But attempting to ignore it, it was like uh, I completely felt continually compelled to look at it to make sure that it was still in the same spot, see what it was up to, and I was just waiting for it to move. One night, we had finished a ton of work and retreated upstairs to make some more, I guess it was iced tea at the time, which that was our staple. And um, this was one of those things where my friend constantly cut hers half with water because I'm addicted to the sugar in it. So we argue about that constantly, but I'm in it for ultimate sweetness. She would cut hers with water. Here nor there, I digress. And we also notoriously ordered uh, steaks and brolies, Greek salads and cheese fries, random, I know from our local favorite pizza shop around the corner from her house. So we were waiting to have dinner and just decided to stay up there for a little while. We were kind of beat and we were just taking a break. And as we set up camp to have dinner, her mom said that she needed to go downstairs and get something from the extra fridge. She'd be right back. We didn't think anything of it. 
So about 10 minutes went by and her mom comes up to the basement door with this blank stare on her face and she looked really pale. So my friend had gotten a little nervous and she's like, are you okay, mom? Like you don't have anything with you. You told me you're going to go downstairs and get something. You came up with nothing. What's going on? You feeling all right? And her mom just kind of stared blankly and she said that when she went to the fridge, she opened the door and it's kind of dark, obviously, behind the fridge because it's in that weird little nook. And she thought she saw a man, a person, and she got startled and jumped and she closed the fridge door real fast. And it turned out that the man got more prevalent looking when she closed the door, it became like clearer in the darkness. And it was an image of her father and he was waving to her and she got really scared and he just waved and then that was it like he disappeared and she walked upstairs saying that's what I saw it doesn't make sense I know that can't be and my friend said well mom that's not possible he's in Ecuador I mean there's no way obviously he's in Ecuador and she's like I know but I thought he was in the house I really thought that I saw him which I know is just not possible. As my friend's mom is telling the story, the phone rings in the house. My friend picks it up and says, oh, you know, good to hear from you. It's really been a long time. And then all of a sudden she looks concerned and her face kind of drops. She hands the phone to her mom who starts speaking rapid fire in Spanish and goes to the next room. So I knew something was up. I looked at my friend, I'm like, bad news. And she says, uh, I don't know, this is really weird. The guy that she saw downstairs, you know, her dad, um, he just died. It's bizarre. It's like, how's that possible? But it was the same time that she said she was waving to him. They said they just discovered him in the house and he wasn't breathing. And when they went to check, he had passed away. He wasn't even sick. It had been years since they'd seen each other and even more time for my friend, but it was as if he wanted to say goodbye because they hadn't had the closest of relationships. And it's weird because her mom is like a freaky magnet. She has always had like odd things happen to her. I don't want to say paranormal, but like borderline instances like this or just attractions to spiritual things or other things or, you know, just, uh, odd stuff that would happen and they seem to gravitate toward her. It's like somehow she's a, an innocent or a sensitive. I don't know. And she doesn't go looking for it ever. She's like the nicest lady, but it's just weird that somehow it's like the other side wants to communicate with her or something. I don't know. Needless to say, we did not return to the basement that night. Um, so that happened and flash forward two years ago. Okay. So we were in college then and just about two years ago, Almost to the month, um, our families are super close and her mom had another experience like this, but this time with my family. My uncle, who was also my godfather, had just passed away after a long battle with cancer and he was in his late 80s. And he, like my father, loved to gamble, but where my dad was a big fan of slot machines and the occasional blackjack game, he was big into playing the ponies. He was the um, kind of guy that really looked for the racetrack, liked to, you know, go put uh, the, his whole day toward the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness or the Belmont and really enjoyed watching the horses. And 
as he passed away in November, and it was about two months later that my friend's mom, well, I guess it was a few months after that since I don't even know when these things happen. I think it's the spring, but my friend's mom was asleep in her room and she had the TV on. It's all good mommies like my own fall asleep with the TV on. And she woke up at whatever o'clock in the morning and she's kind of groggy. And at that moment, the TV happened to have the results of the Kentucky Derby. And as her mom um, is rubbing her eyes and kind of sort of waking up, but thinking about going back to bed, she just glanced across the room and sees my godfather sitting on her bureau, legs crossed. And he was notorious for like swinging one of his legs when he had his legs crossed. And he was doing that, which is like telltale sign of his personality. And he just smiled and waved to her. And he sort of nodded toward the TV as if to remind everybody that he was excited about the horses. And he waves at her again. She starts to get a little nervous, closes her eyes and pulls the covers over her head and like hides under the covers too weirded out. And when she opened her eyes again and peeked, he was gone. So naturally the next day, cause this was the middle of the night, uh, my friend's mom calls you know, her daughter, my friend, who of course calls me. And I immediately remembered the incident when we were in college, which is funny because it was the same house, except this was the third floor. That was the basement, but same thing. And I told her that if uh, she ever sells the place, you know, you better disclose there's some sort of random kinetic energy or some spirits or something in there. And my friend said, nah, that's just my mom, <laughs> which is probably true. Luckily, uh, all her mom's experiences have been positive. It's never been harmful or mean. It was as if people just wanted to say goodbye or check in, let you know they were there, they were there. Um, so, you know, it was neat. It was, it was kind of heartfelt. So if you enjoyed my story, check out eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or follow me on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.